0: There is nothing more rare, nor more beautiful, than a woman being unapologetically herself. Comfortable in her perfect imperfection, to me, that is the true essence of
1: beauty. (laughs) What's up, what's up, what's up? How y'all doing? We are back with another episode of Unpack. Yes, episode six. Episode six. Episode six. Wow. Y'all. Hi, guys. We are back. It's T. It's Rhee. And we also have a very special very guest, special. y'all. Yes. Joining us today is my mother, Darlene. So, everybody, you know, if you're listening, give her a warm welcome. This is like so cool to have my mom on the show. Whole bunch of dopeness. She's got a pretty cool story. Well, you know, I would say pretty cool, whatever, because it's my mom, but. (laughs) But she has a story that everybody can relate to. So we had to have her on the show and plus like y'all get to know a little bit about us. Like Mm -hmm. you know. And she supports
0: us hard. She has been. So definitely show her some love. So she will be co-hosting with us today and you'll get to hear more as we move on. Yes. Um say hi. Go ahead and say hi to the listeners.
2: Hi, everybody. Oh, Oh, she's um. so sweet. Darlene, I am Rhee's mother, and I am very happy to be on the show tonight. Y'all, she's so ready. Yes, she's prepared. <laughs> she's
1: yes. So prepared. Now y'all can see where Rhee gets her little voice from when she get, you know,
2: my it, it, news anchor voice, yeah, so soft nice. and smooth, yeah, yeah.
0: switch it up for dad, you. The know? <laughs> radio, the radio, That it. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Y'all know we have to, we, we have to be silly, but we're gonna get straight to the point. Let's go ahead and start with our quote for today. So today, our quote is: "Many of my past selves had to be sacrificed to become me." So I'm gonna read that one more time. Let that resonate within you guys. Many of my past selves had to be sacrificed to become me. So we're going to go ahead, let that sink in, and we're going to go ahead and get into our check-in segment. Re, how have you been?
1: Well, okay, well, well <laughs> before we check in real okay. quick, we're just going to preface this with a little disclaimer. All right. Um, my normal babysitter is currently sitting at the table with us recording this podcast, <laughs> so if y'all here. T- tiny feet, a small voice, yelling, <laughs> screaming, hollering, any of those th- Back talking, because you know, or pop <laughs> It's probably my little minion. I'm just gonna preface that. So, you know, we you know we keep it one hundred percent real. We might have two special guests on the show today between my mom and my daughter, okay. so you know, but we trying to keep her tied up until we finish. <laughs> anyway, back to the check-in segment. I am all right, I guess, you know. Um, Last week was definitely a better week. I know when we, um, our last episode, I talked a little bit about why the hiatus of unpack took so long and um, why, you know, it it was a minute before we made any new content. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, depression is real. The struggle be real, y'all. But things have definitely been looking up. I won't say that everything's back 100% normal, but um, I'm determined, y'all. And also, seasonal depression is real. Y'all look into that. That That is crazy. Like, for real. it's That's a real actual struggle. Um, There's a lot of people who actually have come forth and said something about that within the last week or so. Um, just from listening to the podcast, like, you know, maybe it was... Just seasonal, like, and I was like, you know, it kind of makes sense. The seasons change, it gets dark outside faster. I don't know. It just kind of puts you in a different headspace. So, other than that, everything's straight. Y'all know I will alert you. When it's on the up and up or I got something new to share. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we appreciate you for sharing because we care. So that's why we ask. So I am so glad to hear that you are making progress. Sis. It sounds like that you are getting into that space and it takes time. And all you can do is mm-hmm. be, be patient with you because you're delicate and it, it takes time. Mm-hmm. Um, So so glad to hear that you're doing better. Mom, how are you feeling? And y'all will hear me refer to her as mom. I'm talking about Darlene Reed's mom.
2: <laughs> um doing well, doing well, um, definitely uh, better than um, it's been the last month or so. Um, some real things have popped off uh, a lot of sickness within my family um, with my husband, my mother, um, so I really do stay really, really busy. try to keep in my head <laughs> in the clouds, so to speak. <laughs> um but i'm thankful i really am um uh god is definitely blessing me so yes. yeah. um so I'm very thankful.
0: Yes. Thank you for sharing, Mom. Well, I pray that God gives you the strength to keep going. She's such a strong, phenomenal mom and mother, and she keeps going. So I pray that God continues to give you the strength Thank and you. take care of you first. We need you here with us. We need <laughs> you here you. with you. <laughs> uh, so that just leaves me, guys. So I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. Um, still riding the wave. Work is... Um, I'm still learning. I'm learning and I'm enjoying what I'm doing. Um, I'm ready for the holidays. I'm ready for a break. I just want a
1: break. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> burnout is just, real.
0: Yes, I just want to break. Like God, give me a break, please. Mm-hmm. A break, mm-hmm. please. Another
1: vacation, sis. Oh, I've
0: been thinking about a vacation. You know why I've been considering that cruise ship? And you know, Jesus, oh, I'm take the wheel.
1: you no. taking the wheel. If anybody knows Sierra, you know Sierra will not get on the boat. No, can't Sierra swim.
0: Not doing not to be toxic
1: <laughs> too. I'm scared. Okay, she can't swim. She's mm-hmm. scared. She don't do no boats. Uh-uh. Nothing. If like I ain't
2: that. driving
1: a boat. I can't do it. Bye. All right, Meg. All right, Meg. Megan Thee Stallion without the Ooh. knees. Okay. <laughs> Y'all can
2: see my face. Ah. <laughs> Look, look. But yeah, I've been
0: kind of, I've been thinking about the boat. I'm like, you only live once, yes. I'm like, a, I'm trying to tell you,
1: says, let's get on the cruise ship. Like, it's an all inclusive, it's more affordable
0: to us. It's so thinking affordable, okay. I'm
1: really glad I was she's starting to. She's trying to system. ride the way for her, y'all. I'm trying to ride it. I'm ready. I need a break, okay. You just let me know we can get on carnival. can tonight. we know before, <laughs> before May because I need a vacation before the. I don't know, absolutely. Let's go. We can figure this out. Let's get it. Yeah, I'm
0: talking about a break you guys. Make sure that y'all are taking y'all breaks. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday that y'all are listening to this. So, we're checking in and see how y'all are feeling, how y'all are doing. Don't be afraid to take a break. Some self-care. Whatever it is that you do. Relax.
1: Yes. Anything. Um, because, as T would say, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Right. So, make sure that you're taking that time out for you yep. um, and getting yourself together, getting your head on straight. <laughs> so, yes. Well... Um, that kind of moves us into our um, next segment we have prepared a couple of questions um for my mom um as I mentioned before she does have a pretty interesting story pretty interesting background of course I lived it so you know there's certain things that I know and there's certain things I don't know that I you know will hope that this interview kind of sheds some light on um but I definitely think that um, it's something that like a lot of young people can relate to. But the other thing about it is, it's a different perspective because a lot of the times, like with us, as 20 somethings, we really don't see, um, like either we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel mm. or we make decisions without picturing where we would be mm. in the next 10, 20, 30 years. Mm. Um, and so it's an interesting perspective I'm um, coming from a parent who is like, you know, lived their life, they raised their kids. Um and they've kind of like seen it all, done it all. Um and a lot of times we we tend to dismiss it um from our own parents, but you know, maybe with this type of outreach and like, you know, us kind of coming to y'all like y'all listen to your mama like mm-hmm. they know. They know. Um you know, maybe it'll reach y'all in a different way. So, we're gonna um take a little little teeny break and then when we come back we will get started with the interview. <laughs> All right guys, we are back. Thank you so much for waiting patiently with us. So um today we have my mom. Um we kind of mentioned um in the last season of Unpack, um I think it was maybe episode Two, I think, yeah, or it was two. Either two, yeah, two. Um, about different forms of abuse and things like that. Um, and so my mom is on the show today to kind of um talk to us a little bit, um, and give her personal, share her personal story, um, dealing with domestic violence, um, how she dealt with it, how she got out of the situation, um, and you know, life afterwards. Um, so I just wanted to share a few domestic violence statistics with you guys because, like. A lot of people think, oh, it will never happen to me, but it's, it's or it won't happen to anybody I love, but it's a lot more common than you think. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're living through it, but don't even recognize it. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, 20 people per minute are physically abused by an intimate partner. Uh, one in three women and one in four men have been victims. Um, so it's not just women. Right. Men can be abused mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 19% of domestic violence involves a weapon. There are twenty thousand phone calls placed to domestic violence hotlines daily. Um, intimate partner violence accounts for fifteen percent of all violent crime, and uh, the most commonly abused age of women are women uh, between the ages of eighteen and twenty-four.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, just never underestimate right. um, that th- the likeliness of this. Um, and I say you got to be afraid of everybody you can encounter or, you know, um, but just passage to the red flags. Right. Um, so with that being said, uh, let's see. So I just want to ask. Um, so and I think I know all to answer this question, but I want to <laughs> make sure. So how old were you when you got married, Mom? Your first um, marriage?
2: 24.
1: 24. Okay. 24. Actually, almost the same age as I was. I was almost 24. Um, so uh that's right in line with the statistics. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Leading up to your wedding day, were there any like red flags that indicated like hindsight being 2020? Were there any red flags that like you saw but ignored that indicated that he was abusive or could be abusive in a relationship?
2: Mm. Actually. You know, that question kind of struck me and I sat there and kind of thought about, you know, whether really there were any, but I think it all came a little bit later. I think more after you were born okay. that I actually started to see some different things. But prior to, I don't, I don't remember um, anything? anything. Yeah. Hmm. Um. It's
1: crazy because I read something right before um, we started this segment. It said um, that, let me see if I can find it, y'all. It says, you know you're dealing with a narcissist when behavior they use behind closed doors has no resemblance to the behavior they use in public.
2: Mm.
1: And I find that like so striking because, like, especially with me being in a domestic violence um, relationship myself, It's like nobody knew because they're just and even me for a long time didn't knew because they didn't know because they were just so different. The person that they portrayed was just so different than what was underlying. So crazy. Um, So. T I'll let you ask the next question because mm-hmm. you you jump right in whenever <laughs> you want to. Like I said, a lot of this stuff I kind of I somewhat know the answers to. By the way, the, the person that she's talking about, y'all, is my father. It just I don't know if anybody's questioning that, but just to be clear, um, my mom was married to my dad. That that was her first marriage, and this is the person that she's talking about.
0: Mm-hmm. So when you acknowledged or realized that the domestic violence or abuse was occurring, how many times did it take you before you leave, or how many times did you leave, um, if it was explain. Me, I
2: mean. Wow. <laughs> um. Once I realized, oh God, it was just so many times. Mm-hmm. I guess because it was so hard for me mm-hmm. because. I really took my marriage vows Mm -hmm. very seriously. I was at the age where um, I wanted to settle down. Mm -hmm. I wanted a family. I wanted that type of life. And I guess that's why I prolonged the Mm -hmm. issue so much. Mm -hmm. and Because I really wanted to make it work. So um, it was, God, every time. It was maybe about my second or third, about my third time Mm -hmm. when I started to Realized that this wasn't the right thing for Mm -hmm. me. That I didn't know if I could take it or not. But he was such a um, person who just made it seem as though he was going to do better each time. So I would always go back, Mm -hmm. you know, hoping that everything was going to work out right. And I was happy about Mm -hmm. it because it's really what I wanted. Right. And um, so... Each time it just, each time it continues to get worse. You're hoping mm. it's going to get better, but it gets worse mm. because I guess the underlying things yeah. are not being addressed. Right. Yeah. She acknowledged
0: a great point right there. I hope y'all caught that. The underlying things mm. are, have not been addressed. And we've been talking about this in previous episodes. Um, mm. Season one, we talked about the importance of underlying issues. Like you can't fix something until you, you got to start at the bottom. So you gotta start. You gotta uncover everything. You gotta get to the bottom. If not, it's not gonna be fixed. So mm-hmm. she acknowledged. She stated a great
1: point right there. Absolutely. Um, and on top of that, mm-hmm. just as far as like domestic balance mm-hmm. is concerned, it's not. It's never gonna be an issue that's directly with you right. as as the person who is the victim or whatever. Um, Not saying that you know you can argue and fuss and fight or whatever, but there's it's never right for anybody to put their hands on one another. And when it steps over that bounds, Mm -hmm. it no, the issue no longer becomes you, the issue is what is it with them that makes them feel okay with doing that, whether it's right. anger management, mm-hmm. whether there's an underlying mental illness, mm-hmm. whether um, it's childhood trauma that they never do deal, dealt with. Yes. It's, it's always something. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you have to understand is that you don't have the control over another person. Right. You cannot yes. make them go get help. Yes. You cannot make them go get therapy or anything that they're needing in order to address that. They have mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. And right. so, you have to make sure you're putting your safety first and right. ahead of all things. Right. Because you can't. I mean, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him mm-hmm. drink. That's
0: right. right. Yes, yeah, both they golden. That is so true. Mm-hmm. That's so true. So when did you know for sure that you know what? This is it, I can't do this anymore.
2: So the uh, defining moment. Yeah. A defining moment. Uh a defining moment is um for me was mm. I had taken so much. I had um moved mm-hmm. from home mm-hmm. I had went to live there in Danville because of the fact that we had um he had found another job mm-hmm. and I felt like it was a golden opportunity for me and mm-hmm. maybe just it would get us on on the road again right. you know just change of pace mm-hmm. and living in a different place um that maybe it would work right you know but I wasn't there a good couple of months Mm -hmm. and I was back home with Mm -hmm. my parents and in the meantime we I had um gotten pregnant Mm -hmm. and had another child Mm -hmm. and I lost my child Mm -hmm. and I it that was very traumatic for me because I think a lot of it was because I was just under so much pressure Mm -hmm. I had so much on my mind Mm -hmm. you know and so many things were happening Mm -hmm. and and I had our other child Mm -hmm. you know and so um it came to the point where I just felt like I had to get out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Well, I moved back home and was there a little time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it was, but I still had problems dealing with it. Mm-hmm. And found myself having him come back. Mm-hmm. And when he came back, it only worked for maybe a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And I went through it again and it was worse. Mm-hmm. It was it was so much more traumatic, and so I was just laying there in bed one night, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it just hit me that I could not go through with this anymore. Right. It was just getting to the point where it was dangerous, mm-hmm. and I felt like somebody was going to get hurt. Either it was going to be me mm-hmm. or him. Right. So that was the the time. Mm-hmm. That was the time that I knew I had to make my move. Right. And right. it was hard for me. I, I mean, bad. even it was really hard because, like I say, I I really wanted to my marriage to work. right?
1: But he I had to, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so
2: I, I was, I mean, <laughs> I really did love him. And I had, but I had to think about my child too, right. because you do not want to bring up a child in a situation like that, because yeah. it does so much damage mm-hmm. to that child to see things like that. So that was my turning point. Mm-hmm. I knew then that I need to get out of the marriage or else one parent would not mm-hmm. be there. So right. that was the point when I, I had to pack up my stuff and leave. Mm -hmm. I I just, and I was, I was so Mm distraught. I was just so, my self esteem was so low Mm -hmm. and I just did not, I just didn't, I just lacked so much Mm -hmm. uh, confidence, Mm confidence in myself, you know? And it was a hard push when you feel like that. It's hard to get from a situation like that. But I am so happy that I did. I really Mm -hmm. am.
1: So I just want to also point out um, how easy it is for people who have never um, been through a domestic violence situation um, to say, you know, oh, you can just leave or you can just be done with it. You don't have to stick around. Um, but just taking into account, you know, what she said Um Financially, um, especially if there's a child involved or you're married, there are so many different things that come um, with just leaving. You sometimes it's impossible to uplift, Never mind the fact that you know you have feelings for this person, and it's kind of a convoluted cycle because you do you love someone so much who hurts you so bad, and as odd as that sounds, it's totally possible. Um, And so, you know, I just want to bring attention to that and bring awareness to the fact, just watch Mm -hmm. what you say or what you think about, about domestic violence situations, Mm -hmm. because it's already a sensitive topic in itself. Mm -hmm. Um, But the last thing that you want to do is judge a situation, Mm -hmm. not understanding the mental ramifications family. I mean, you're breaking up a family. Mm -hmm. There's financial ramifications. There's so many different things. And sometimes it's it's safety. Sometimes they Mm -hmm. aren't allowed to leave. Mm -hmm. Um, So you just have to be so careful about the things that you say and judging prior to knowing what really goes on Mm -hmm. um, in those types of situations.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, I agree completely. You know, in times like that, I feel like the person, whoever's going through the domestic violence or the abuse, what they need is for you to be there for yeah. them during that time. Absolutely. Um, yes, of course, ultimately, the goal is to get out of the situation. Mm-hmm. However, it's, it's, it's a process. It takes time. Um, and if you ever know what it feels like to truly love someone... Mm-hmm you want to keep trying you know you want to give it everything that you got Mm -hmm. and so it takes time to kind of also make that make that decision to leave so Mm -hmm. the best thing that you can do is to comfort encourage and love on that person see if there's anything you can do to help remember you can't change the situation Mm -hmm. but you always want to be there for them during that time that's all they need sometimes they just need a crying shoulder Somebody a listening ears, somebody to just be there and not say, oh, my God, you need to leave. Da, da, da. Yeah, we know that's ultimately the goal, but we just I just need you right now to be there for me. Mm-hmm. That's it. I just need you to listen and, um, you know, comfort me. So definitely yes. what Reeve was saying is so true. It's so true.
1: Um, but and- this thing I'm going to say about this, too, is also. Really, that's a great point. Is just being there because um one of like one of those main characteristics of abusive relationships is isolation. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times they will isolate you from your family and from your friends, um, and from the people who care most about you because they want to continue abusing you. Um, and so I hate when people are just like, "Well, she like it, I love it," you know, and they just kind of leave people mm-hmm. by the wayside mm-hmm. because they're not doing what you think is best mm-hmm. for them to do. Mm-hmm. I understand that it is very difficult um, to um, love somebody and watch somebody go through things like that. Mm-hmm. But again, going back to them isolating you and making you feel like you know nobody loves you, nobody cares, be that person, be that friend that is there for them that doesn't judge um and that's there to kind of help them pick up the pieces when they finally do decide to leave i know it's hard but it's something that they need Mm -hmm. they'll thank you for it in the long run definitely Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. um so speaking of which what was life like trying to like pick up the pieces (laughs) after you left and what kind of like what happened what transpired um after you left
2: after I left thank goodness I mean you know you like you said you have so many people trying to tell you what's Mm -hmm. the best thing for you and so forth but I was fortunate to have a good family Mm -hmm. who was there for me um family tend to be judgmental and we know Mm -hmm. that can be the case, Mm -hmm. but if you have a good family, it's because they love you and they want to see the the best for you. So even though I may not have jumped every time they said, you Mm -hmm. need to leave your husband, Mm -hmm. this isn't that they were there for me. um, Mm -hmm. So that I had a place to stay. I can get my footing. And, and um, so uh, after moving home and, and just, just trying to sort out my feelings, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what my next move was. Yeah. Uh, I did have a child. My child was in school, mm-hmm. just starting school. Um, so there were financial things, too, that I needed to put into perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a process. But I, I knew that um, once I got on my own, it seemed as though I was getting stronger mm-hmm. because of the fact that I was able to. Step by step, Mm -hmm. do things in a way that if I was left in the situation, Mm -hmm. I was like, I couldn't think. I had gotten to the point where nothing Mm -hmm. seems nothing made sense anymore, you know, Mm -hmm. but being on the outside, once taking that step on the outside and feeling more like, hey, you can do this. Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. do this. Um, I had family that tell me all the time that I could do that, you know, Mm -hmm. and continue to be supportive. Right. Um, where I ran short on finances, mm-hmm. you know, they would offer, um, and th- until I got the strength to kind of do things, my right. barrier, you know, right. got my barrier where I could do mm-hmm. things, on my, then I could start to see myself building up and, mm-hmm. and saying to myself, You can do that,
0: yeah,
2: you can do that, yeah. So it, it it's very important to have good friends mm-hmm. and good family, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. definitely, mom. Yeah. Um, she she said something, I just want to go back and recap how, um, although family was judgmental, they was there for her um, when she needed them. So I just want to be clear too, and we're not saying, yeah, because definitely people just need to be there for you and listen to you. But also we're not saying that, Um, your family or people, whoever may not be right. Because in actuality, they probably are. Like she said, Mm -hmm. they just want the best for you. Um, Mm So you are going to have family and friends that's going to say, you need to get out of that situation. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about people that just, they don't, they ain't trying to help you. They just looking outside looking in you need to get out they're not trying to help you or support you or nothing like that mm-hmm. so just be mindful because a lot of times when you are in those situations sometimes your family and your friends they see it before you see it mm-hmm. yeah. they right. they see it they see you you flag it. indicators yes they do yes, they do. yes yeah. they do and then when they say something it's only because they love you they're trying to prevent you from going through something you know that they foresee or whatever so mm-hmm. definitely want to um Keep that in mind. And also, she ended by saying how basically she was putting the pieces back together. And it's it's powerful. It's powerful because we have the power to do that. And she found that within ourselves. And I know with the supportive family, friends, and all of that. But it's a powerful and beautiful thing when you you look back from where you come from. And then you see that everything seems to be coming together. Or you're like, okay, I know yes. this is the right decision. Um, so you found strength in um. She has strength um, and it takes a lot of strength and courage (laughs) (laughs) to do that. But it's just a beautiful thing to hear her say that she was able to kind of put the pieces back together. And it was becoming to be like a beautiful thing to uh, see the the outcome of it for sure. Um, So going to the next question, did therapy ever play a big role in your healing afterwards?
2: Uh, Yeah, I did do. Some therapy. I did go to some therapy. Mm -hmm. um, And it did. Mm -hmm. But then I used to read a lot too. Mm -hmm. That was a a good thing for Mm -hmm. me, a good healing thing. And like different, like Bible verses, Mm -hmm. because I'm very, I I, I like spiritual Mm -hmm. verses. Um, It helps you do a lot of soul searching. Right. Um, And and I always dealt with. when it comes to marriage, because I was so strong-willed about um, making my marriage work, mm. it's why I put it off so much because I didn't want to, I didn't, I always wanted that to be a, su- a success. And then I know what God says about right. marriage when it comes to um, um, till we die, mm-hmm. you know, till right. death do us part. Right, right, so right. so it, it was a struggle, mm-hmm. you know, to, to say I was going to give that up. Mm-hmm. But just knowing that I had given it my all, right, right, right. and, and God knowing that I had, right. and he knows, he knows us more than we know That's ourselves. It. And he knows I put That's everything it. into that and I needed to stop feeling guilty mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the fact that I had to let something go. That was, it was putting our lives at danger. Right, right. So once I came to those terms, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that just really made me feel good about myself. You right. know what I'm saying? And, um, so, but the therapy therapy helped mm-hmm. a lot. Good friends, like I said, good friends and family mm-hmm. helped a lot. But that those were the things that really helped me to be mm-hmm. able to move on. And I, I did have a sister who stood by my side, was always there for mm-hmm. me. Um, and because um, she we had went through similar mm-hmm. things together. So um, it really helped. She really helped me. She was there, so that's yep. so good i do i just
0: want to say when you just talking about the bible verses and stuff when i think about the situation and everything i always think about isaiah 43 2 mm-hmm. where it says when you go through deep waters i will be with you and i just i think about that because it mm-hmm. resonates whatever you think you're at the bottom but guys just like hold on yeah. and hold on I will just, just just trust me yes trust me you make this decision you step out here and i will help you get yes. through so it's such a beautiful beautiful mm-hmm. thing
1: um so uh one of the, one of the last questions, because I could probably think of like seven or eight more. <laughs> but um, you know, how did how did you feel when you found out like I was experiencing the same issues, the same trauma and things like that? How like you know, I'm sure we've kind of like we've somewhat talked about it yeah. a little bit, but how was that for you? I hated it.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it just made me feel really, really bad because um, I, I I never want anybody
0: right.
2: to go through something like that. Mm-hmm. And I always told, you know, I always told her that if you ever get involved with someone, whatever you do, mm-hmm. please don't let a man beat anybody. Right. But don't let nobody beat on you. Right. Because no matter what you do, you don't deserve that. Yep. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And everybody has a voice. Mm-hmm. So anything you say to this person, mm-hmm. whether it hurts them or not, it doesn't give them the right to put their hand on you. That's right. Because mm-hmm. you have a voice and you deserve to speak. That's right. That's and right. um, so when I found out that she was going through something like this, it really hurt me because mm-hmm. I knew what she was going through. Right. I had been there. Right. And. The psychological, emotional, mm-hmm. the physical part of it, all of that, it hurt Yeah, mm-hmm. because it brought back a lot of my pain. Mm-hmm. And I blame myself, too, mm-hmm. because kids who come from abusive situations, mm-hmm. um, it's hard on them growing yeah. up because then they think about a lot of the dramatic things that happen within the mm-hmm. race relationship and they are not able to deal with. A lot of it, because as young people, you are growing up and maturing within yourself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't know how to deal with it. And so so they look for all different types of alternatives to try to deal with it. And it's really bad. It's really bad. So that's why I encourage anybody who is in a situation like that. Please don't allow it to happen to you. You, mm-hmm. you know, get out of it as soon as you realize that this is something that you cannot deal with mm-hmm. for your own safety, for your own good. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Please don't stay in a relationship right. like that, because yes. it's so much life has so much more to offer. Yes. you. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. And I definitely just want to say, like, I think that's probably one of the main reasons that I'm like such a huge advocate for. Um, therapy because I feel like when you go through like a lot of like traumatic experiences as children, Mm -hmm. um, and you don't have the proper support as far as like therapy and um, maybe counseling or support groups, whatever the case might be, whatever works, Mm -hmm. um, when you don't get that necessary attention, um, you kind of grow up with these underlying things that subconsciously you kind of manifest Mm -hmm. in your own life, um, and I. It took me a couple of years and like two really, really bad relationships to realize that subconsciously I was manifesting those things in my own life. Mm -hmm. It had everything to do with me not understanding the type of people Mm -hmm. I should be looking for Mm -hmm. the men that I sought out or that I um, let pursue me or or. Grab my interest, they were, they didn't, they didn't possess any of the qualities that they should have. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think me being the type of person that kind of like clinged on to toxic behavior mm-hmm. um, and then subconsciously probably feeling like, you know, if they're jealous, if they're crazy, if they're toxic, it's exciting. It means they love me. I think mm-hmm. subconsciously those mm-hmm. were all of my thoughts mm-hmm. and that's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we talked about this in the that episode, mm-hmm. um, I think episode two, mm-hmm. in the first season, we talked about how um, there's like this rising trend of young women thinking that these toxic relationships mean that they got that good, good, or mm-hmm. they their man crazy over them. And like, they literally boast about it on social media and things like that. And I'm just like the first one to say, girl, like you boasting about something that really is some clown stuff. Like, mm-hmm no man should be doing any of that stuff. And we've got entirely too many young women these days growing up without fathers that, you know, treat them like princesses Mm -hmm. and let them know that they should be treated a certain way with respect Mm -hmm. and with kindness. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I, it just shows, Mm -hmm. it just shows, it Mm -hmm. shows in the society that we live in. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, I would be the first one to say that I have Completely, 100% been there, thought it was cute, thought it was cool. Mm. And it's all fun and games until you're in a situation where you feel for your life or you feel for your child's life or you are hurt um, or you're in the hospital. It's all fun and games, but it does not mean that he loves you. In fact, it means that he doesn't he doesn't respect you and 9 times out of 10 that man's probably fighting demons that you have no idea about. Um you need to let it go, you need to seek help for yourself, figure out why you keep searching out men who have those type of qualities and change your mindset. Yeah. Um so that you don't continue to go through it. Mm-hmm. So, I just want to put that out there cuz I just feel like our young girls nowadays like they just don't have a model for mm-hmm. the right behavior that right. men should be displaying towards them. Right. Um, and I'm just here to say y'all do not have to put up with that. That's
0: right. And this domestic violence, domestic abuse, that includes physical abuse. And verbal. Verbal abuse. Mental. Mental abuse. Sexual. Sexual, sexual abuse. abuse. So Absolutely. That's right. It doesn't just have to be, it doesn't have to be, well, he not putting my hands on me, so I'm just stick it out. Mm-hmm. No. If he's disrespecting you in any type of way, verbally, um demeaning saying stuff that is demeaning Mm -hmm. and making you feel less than a person then that is that is a type of abuse Mm -hmm. absolutely and that is something um that you should not tolerate Mm
1: -hmm. should not not. we definitely live in that age Mm -hmm. where you know people think that that's okay like you know calling out your name and Mm -hmm. um just disrespecting you posting your business on facebook Mm -hmm. i mean making you seem like less of a person Mm -hmm. um It does not have to be him actually physically putting their hands on you. Anything that makes you feel like less Mm -hmm. um, or anything that's manipulative, anything that's isolating you away from the people that you love and care about, Mm -hmm. that's abuse. Typical narcissistic behavior is abuse. So just be aware Mm -hmm. of the signs, be aware of the red flags, and when your gut tells you something, trust it because... Believe you me, I could have saved myself from a lot of issues had I just trusted my gut. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, any feelings, if you feel the. A- Neglected, hurt, silenced, unseen, victimized. Those are all feelings that you shouldn't feel in a healthy relationship. Absolutely. Um, and so if you do begin to feel those feelings, you need to address them and kind of figure out, is this coming from my significant other, my spouse? Or, um, okay, hold on, I'm feeling these feelings. And if you can't address those with your significant other, that's a sign right yes. there. Mm-hmm. That is a sign right mm-hmm. there. Absolutely. Yeah, so you should not have to constantly live in a state of fear and a state of feeling lack like a lacking you shouldn't have to live that way and if you are feeling that way like I said that's something that needs to be addressed and explored because mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> um, we definitely healthy lifestyles you want to feel good about yourselves and you want to have someone that supports and loves you you're going to have issues but it, these issues shouldn't be mental mental abuse ver, uh, physical abuse those are not type of issues that you should be um, encountering Experience. or allowing yeah, absolutely. Um, for sure So that wraps up the questions. So, we want to thank you, Mom, um, for sharing with us and the world your experiences. And I'm so glad to be able to sit here and look at you and see that you've overcome that, your strength, and you're speaking out about it. Just so she wants to prevent you guys, you women, you men from going through those situations. So, we're so mm-hmm. thankful for sharing that. And even Ree, she shared on the second episode in the first season her experiences with domestic violence and domestic abuse. And both of you ladies have <laughs> <laughs> overcome it. And it's such a beautiful thing. You, you ladies decided to no longer be the victim. No, nope. you decided. You know what? I'm taking my life back into my own hands, and I'm not a victim of my circumstances. No. And you decided that you're not gonna stay broken. Right. You know, I don't right. have to stay broken. Life no. has
2: so much more That's to right. offer. Yes. 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 No one
0: has to. Do yes. One, so. Yes. So y'all obviously felt the pain. You dealt with the pain. Is yeah. uh, look. You cannot grow through... You can't get through pain. The only way to get through it is to feel it. Right. Okay? The only way to get through it is to feel it and deal with it. And these ladies have done just that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we create this episode for you guys to basically um, encourage you to do the same.
1: Absolutely. And provide that perspective um, because... You know, again, a lot of people think going through things, they just think that this is just it. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like the whole world is tumbling down. This is it. This mm-hmm. the end of me. This is how things are going to always be. And that's not the case. If you can just grasp even the smallest bit of light at the mm-hmm. end of the tunnel, you can make that into something. You just yes. have to, you just literally have to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. You got to find that mustard seed of faith mm-hmm. and just keep pushing. Mm-hmm. Um, so It is hard. Mm -hmm. It was hard. Like, I ain't going to sit (laughs) here and say, like, you know, my mom has had a failed relationship because of abuse. I've had a failed marriage because of abuse. I mean, we've been there and, like, literally having to pick up all the pieces. It's hard, but it can be done. Yes, you
0: can. can. And it all results back to making a decision. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: You have to make a decision that, you know what, I choose today that I'm going to heal. I choose today that this is not what I want for my life. No longer. I respect myself more than that. My children, if they're involved or whoever, it's all about a choice. Mm -hmm. It's about a choice. So um, make the decision today to heal, um, to kind of put your pieces back together to your life. To unpack. Yep. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Right, That's right. Unpack. (laughs) There is a reason why we are here. Mm -hmm. Um, We want you guys to unpack. We want you to be whole. Yeah, we want you to be whole and um, like that. So remember, keep showing up in your process, even when it gets uncomfortable and hard. Okay, when it gets uncomfortable, hard and messy, keep showing up. So that wraps up our question and answer. And we're going to get into our Black Excellence segment right after this break.
1: Alright, guys, we are back. Thank you so much for being patient with us Um, and hanging in there through that short break. So this rolls us right into our Black Excellence. So um a little different. We're not gonna go into a whole whole lot, but our next show, we are going to have a um another Black Excellence um guest on here for us. <laughs> She's gonna talk a little bit about her story, um, talk a little bit about her business. Um, y'all. So her name is Tiara Harris. Mm-hmm. She slays our makeup, yes. she slays our lashes, yeah. like only girl that I will go to for either or. She's so bomb, y'all. Um, and she is, like, super young. I think, did Tiara just turn 21 or 22? It's 21. 21. Just turned 21. Um, I talked to her. The very first time she ever did my lashes, I asked her. I was like, how old are you? And she's like, 20. And I was like, what? And, you know, we just sparked up a conversation about how she quit her 9 to 5. Like, started doing lashes and makeup full time. I mean, just truly living her dream mm-hmm. and doing... um you know, what she was called to do and truly making it her own. Um, And I'm just like so proud of her and just so in awe and inspired by someone so young doing so well. Um, So we will have her on the next show. She's got some surprises up her sleeve for our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, So, you guys definitely want to make sure that you are tuned in to the next episode of Unpack. Mm-hmm. You will not want to miss it. It is going to be awesome. Right.
0: And her information will be in the description. Absolutely. Um, she is in the Lynchburg area, right? Mm-hmm. Lynchburg, Virginia area for our listeners. I know we got listeners mm-hmm. all over, not just here. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, so.
1: Listeners, you know, bridal parties, all of that stuff. This is not going to be a show. The next show is not going to be one you want to miss. Right. If you got a wedding coming up folks shoes coming up any type of anything that you need to look good for need your makeup done for christmas okay (laughs) christmas new year's all of that stuff is coming up and we know y'all want to be slayed by the best so make sure that you're listening in because i'm thinking she's gonna be having some some special stuff for the listeners Mm so make sure you do that
0: right i don't know about unless you listen exactly
1: (laughs) okay Um,
0: look out for episode seven Um, so we are just going to go, you already know what time is, at least you should, it's time for affirmations, but right before I go up to affirmations, I just want to do like a quick recap of what we discussed today and just kind of, um, leave you guys with some signs, some signs that, um, you want to be looking out for, not necessarily looking out for, but if they're there, (laughs) these, um, know that they are signs of domestic violence. Um, so Some of them, um, signs of an emotionally abusive relationship is, for example, if you have to walk on eggshells to avoid upsetting your partner, or if your feelings and opinions are rarely validated, Uh, if there's control issues, communication problems, um, if your spouse, or it could be male or female, is saying always you're the bad guy, they're not taking any responsibility for anything, it's always you, and you've been made to feel that all the problems and issues in the relationship Lies within you um, that is toxic, that is definitely a sign of domestic violence. And as we said earlier, they don't have to hit you, choke you, or slam your head into a wall in order for it to be domestic violence. So just remember that. Um, So we're going to go ahead and get into our affirmations. Just lining up with what we're going, we're talking about today. Just remember that you got this. You're strong. You're beautiful. You're powerful. You. I believe in you and in your ability to choose healing, to choose a different life. Your story is your strength. <laughs> speak out and stand up. Do not be silent. Speak out and stand up. You never really know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. Um, so I want to definitely encourage all of you to speak up. Remember, I know this is Wednesday. gives you a little motivation to get through the week. Uh, we believe in you. We want you to keep pushing. Don't give up. Keep, keep, Just keep pushing. I know it gets hard, but definitely um, keep pushing. And just lastly, I want to say today, give yourself permission to mend. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, and mending is not quick. It's going to be slow, and it will happen in due time. But definitely give yourself permission to fall apart, to break, to be broken. Absolutely. Um, yeah. There's no need to rush your healing. As long as you're in your healing process, Um you'll get through it you'll get through it it's not gonna be something overnight and there's not even a need to get over it today or even tomorrow let your process heal you as long as you're in the process of healing and you're making conscious decisions to be better you will see that your grief will teach you something you there's lessons to be learned within it all so give yourself show yourself grace
1: uh we love you all we thank you for all of your support um Absolutely. Sorry, you guys. My my daughter has made her introduction into the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if y'all can hear all of that hullabaloo, but you know, that tablet. Um, <laughs> but yes, I absolutely love what you just said, sis. Um, I want to, I, I'm not going to say any names on air, but I definitely want to take the time to um, dedicate this particular episode to a special cousin. And I'm sure once she hears the episode, she'll know exactly who she is and um, but I love what Tierra just said. Give yourself, um, you know, the, the permission to be broken mm-hmm. um, and to feel what you've got going on. I mean, it's emotions. There's a lot of different things going on. Give yourself permission to feel those things. Just don't live there. We unpack. Mm-hmm. We get everything out in the open, but we don't live there. That's right. Okay. Um, we're going to pick pick the pieces up. And, you know, figure out a way to make it better, get better um, and, and put ourselves in a healthier headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, whatever you have to do to, um, you know, treat your treat, what's going on with you mental health wise. Mm-hmm. Do it. Don't worry about what anybody else has to say. Don't worry about anybody else in their journey. You do what you have to do for you and keep trucking. So we're here for you. we support yes. you. Um, we want y'all to keep joining in every Wednesday to mm-hmm. unpack. Right. give us a listen for some encouragement for some inspiration. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. Yes. Keep being awesome. Yes. Um, my mom went to to get my heathen together. <laughs> but I'm sure she wants to say bye Mom, you want to say yes. bye to the listeners. Yes. So we want to thank you again for joining us today. Yes. Thank you so much in the show. Yes. so much for co-hosting the show yes. thank you so much for um helping us out like i said normally she's the babysitter while i <laughs> me and Tierra, get this together every week so thank you so so much for that for allowing unpack to be possible because like i know i certainly need your support there is no <laughs> way I, we could do this podcast without me having some help right, with my daughter so, yeah. we thank you for coming on, for sharing your story, for being transparent, yeah. um, and for supporting Unpack yeah. like you do. We right. appreciate all yes. of that. We things. thank you thank for being you. you.
0: Mm-hmm. We thank you for being you. Absolutely. Our beautiful soul, of gem. <laughs>
1: well, I guess. <laughs> guess this wraps up the show. It does. There's
0: one more thing we need to say. I think I got it today. You think I, you got it? So.
1: Okay. Uh, Here you go. One, <laughs> two. Three.
2: live life with
1: intention and inspire others on purpose boom <laughs> see y'all next week this is-